Welcome to Insight, the insurance news podcast hosted by me, Andrew Sawcox. In this week's edition of Insight, we take those old records off the shelf, slip on the sunglasses, parade around in undies and socks, and slide on the hardwood floors. Yep, it's a risky business. Is it mission impossible or eyes wide shut? Experts are worried people could get caught out this bushfire season. Really, we're just hoping for some rain, man. It was days of thunder with a rare October cyclone. That's the truth, and I'm not one to Kidman. Sure, it's not big news, more of a minority report. And Nanzif interviewed a few good men to replace outgoing CEO Prue Wilsford. That's far and away my best reference, so I'm off to celebrate with a cocktail. Hello, everyone. This week, it's a crack team of Deputy Editor Wendy Pugh, Editor John Deeks, and Chairman Terry McMullen. Welcome, Terry. Good morning. Please, no Scientology references. I was pretty impressed by that, Andrew, how you skipped along the edge of that, or cruised along the edge of that, I should say. (laughs) Hello, Wendy. Good morning, Andrew. What's your favourite Tom Cruise movie? My favourite Tom Cruise movie, um, 4th of July, was it called? Born on the 4th of July? Born on the 4th of July, yes. And good morning, John. Hello. I bet you're a cocktail fan. No, quite like Top Gun, Mission Impossible. I like we we have a bit of a joke in our family about the way Tom Cruise runs in Mission Impossible. <laughs> in every movie he does. Well, regular listeners know that there's a higher risk of bushfire this summer, Wendy, but experts are worried some residents could get caught out. Should this podcast be compulsory listening? Yes, it should be. But uh, University of New South Wales has pointed out that after Black Summer and other bushfires, the building standards for homes in risky areas has been raised. And if people aren't aware of that and haven't factored that into their insurance cover, they might find out that they're underinsured and their their level of cover isn't enough to meet the rebuilding cost for those higher higher standards. And also just more generally, it's a rising risk with, you know, climate change and something people need to think about, particularly if they're located near bushland. And it's another of these areas where there's likely to be more and more focus on affordability and availability, as we've seen with floods. Well, we're targeting the millennials, John. There's a new app that homeowners can use to access their property's resilience. Yes, that's right. There's quite a fanfare about this. It's apparently a world first, this bushfire preparation app. It can help uh, homeowners to assess their risk uh, and implement mitigation tactics. So it costs $3 million to develop, funded by the federal government. I went on there and had a go and it looks pretty good. I never got, uh, I didn't have time to finish going through all the questions. It's it's quite in depth. So you have to answer questions about what your roof is made of, your walls, your doors, your window frames, and things like, have you got those wire protectors over your gutters? Are there any gaps between your window frames and and the wall. So it's pretty detailed. And and I imagine when I do get to the end of it, it's going to give me quite a lot of recommendations as to how I can improve my property to make it more resilient to bushfire. I think, you know, even if everyone just did the simplest ideas for improvement, it would be a good start. This has been very much welcomed by the Insurance Council as a worthy project. And I guess the big question for the Insurance Council then would be, if I do all these things that the app recommends, Will my insurance premiums be cheaper? Did it ask anything about your drawbridge and moat on your castle? 
No, didn't have the option for that. All right. Well, talking of natural catastrophes, Wendy, much like the English cricket team, a very rare declaration has occurred. Well, yes. You know, the cyclone season in this um, part of the world runs from November to April, but uh, tropical cyclone Lola was named on the weekend by the Fiji Meteorological Service. So that's that's really early. And it's been strengthening and, and it's been heading towards Vanuatu. So our Bureau of Meteorology has been keeping an eye on it and have said Lola could come close to the eastern uh, boundary of areas, Australia's area of responsibility, but it, it's not going to come anywhere near the Queensland coast. And it's set to weaken as the week progresses and it's not expected to cause any problems for New Zealand either. Well, that's Lola, L-O-L-A, Lola. This one shouldn't trouble us too much in Australia, Terry, but it shows cyclones can develop even in El Nino years. Yeah, th- this report yesterday did actually make me start digging around on a, a few statistics. The season doesn't start until November, and so there have been quite a few actual cyclones recorded out of season but nature doesn't follow calendars strictly anyway. Most of them occur around May at the end or after the end of the season. Uh, It's supposed to finish on April 30. But according to the experts, 34% of -of out-of-season cyclones do develop in October, and most of them will be in the Coral Sea. So this is what's happening here. October's cyclones tend not to be severe, but the ones that happen in May can be really, really nasty. Well, Anzif has named a new CEO as Prubles prepares to step down. John, did they shout down the phone, show me the money? I don't know how the negotiations were, were carried out, but um, yeah, as you say, Prue Wilsford has led Anzif for a decade and she's stepping down and you can read all about her thoughts in the latest insurance news magazine, actually. But yeah, her replacement has been announced. So it's uh, a former politician from New Zealand, Katrina Shanks. Uh, She spent the last five years as CEO of Financial Advice New Zealand, a membership organisation, I guess, not too dissimilar to ANZIF, but working across financial advisors uh, in the mortgages, insurance, investment and financial planning sectors. But prior to that, back from 2007 to 2014, she was a National Party MP in New Zealand. And yeah, uh, Anzif says that her range of experience will be a real asset when she takes over the CEO role in January. Could a background in politics be useful, Terry? Only if you're after Andrew Hall's job at ICA. Maybe there's a, a plot going on there we don't know about. A bit of political nous won't do ands of any harm, I guess. And I suppose it does help you enhance your skills and negotiation. This is a leadership role, and Prue Wilsford has been pretty good at winning friends and influencing people around the industry. ANZIF is important to the industry, and it does need leadership that understands where it's going. I don't know how this is going to go. The Kiwis certainly have had a a fairly troubled history with ANZIF in the past uh, and its lack of attention to New Zealand. So maybe something good will happen there. Well, now, Wendy, another insurer is going into runoff. What's going on? 
Well, APRA's confirmed that Eric Insurance has advised that it's going into runoff, and Eric's really been a specialist in the area of add-on insurance, which sold through motor dealers. So it's sold sold products, including comprehensive cover, but a lot of those things like tyre and wheel cover and warranty insurances, consumer credit insurance. The business was rebranded as Eric in 2016 after it acquired a, an add-on portfolio from Swan Insurance, but it's now advised motor dealers it won't be offering a new policy from the end of this month and it won't be renewing business. The motor add-on market is presumably a difficult place to be post-Royal Commission, Terry. Yeah, and fair enough. Runoff insurance isn't, isn't and hasn't ever been, to my mind, really pure insurance. It's always been stacked against the consumer a bit. And where it's used to enhance the, the seller's back pocket earnings, I, I guess we can say its time has well and truly come. The Hain Royal Commission made that very clear, and certainly it will remove some complications from the industry's relationship with the public. You just say runoff insurance? Is that what it is? Oh, I beg your pardon. Oh, sorry, runoff. I beg your pardon. I did mean add-on. Uh, I, it's gone into runoff. Yes, I beg your pardon. Thought there was a new insurance I wasn't aware of. I mean, you know, add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, finally, John, we've reported on our well-being survey's findings already, but our analysis this week goes into a new level of detail. Yes, that's right. So readers of the magazine will will know that uh, our annual well-being survey results are in. And yeah, burnout was a particular issue that we focused on in the magazine piece. But a question that we asked in the survey that we didn't have room for in that article, we simply asked people in 25 words or less, what do you like about the insurance industry? And what don't you like? And as we didn't have room for that in the magazine, we've we've done a, a piece in our analysis article this week and basically just summed up some of the some of the best comments. We couldn't put all of them in. There were hundreds. But yeah, th- thanks very much to the person who sent in the comment critiquing the range of snacks available at morning tea. But we did focus on some more consequential issues. So um, yeah, stigma was was a big one. Lots of people pointing out the negative reputation that the industry has outside of the industry itself and perpetuated by the media, the mainstream media, I should add, who uh, highlight the bad but not the good that we do every day. Others outside insurance don't understand what I do. There are negative connotations, all those kinds of comments. Also issues at the coalface, lots of angry and upset clients and customers calling in about claims or premiums. Burnout crops up again, lots of comments about that overburdensome regulation, slow moving change on on diversity, all these issues. But there were lots of positive ones too. I like helping ordinary Australians navigate life's curveballs. No day is ever boring. And to finish off, we will always be needed. It's about people and it matters. In 25 words or less, and I'll hold you to it, Terry, what do you like about the industry? Come on, really? (laughs) Thank you very much. Okay. We won't count any of those ones. Look, I like the concept of insurance, what it's intended to do, which which is to protect and restore people's property. I love insurance people and their commitment to that ideal. How's that? It's 31. I'll allow it. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's Insight Podcast by Insurance News. Thank you once again to our panel, Wendy Pugh, John Deeks and Terry McMullen. Enjoy your week and thank you all for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at editor at insurancenews.com.au. We value your input. You can read all these stories and many others at your leisure at insurancenews.com.au. 
You can subscribe to the Insight Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google, on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Look forward to catching up again next week.